Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm leading this show. Joined by Ryan Wilson and John Breach, the Super Friends. What's up, boys? Um, We're supposed to be joined by the Pequeño Padre of the Power Ranks. uh, I think that was like four different languages with with an incorrect accent I used there. Pete Briscoe, but he's not here. Wilson. We're gonna have a short show today. You've got to do video responsibilities. It's basically like, is it? Are we entering the period of time in your life where you're like, ah, that was fun with just regular NFL football and watching college. Now it's like the actual race for the top of the draft is heating up, and like, like Panther, like, like Panthers fans are your best friends right now or worst friends. I talked Bears to your friends? buddy Adam Adam Gold today in Raleigh. I, so uh, he said he had you on yesterday. So we talked a lot about the Panthers, uh, but you know, doing the draft pod twice weekly 52 weeks a year it, no this feels like every, another day in the life of a never-ending draft process uh breach if i just so you know if i'm the Bengals, i'm probably targeting a quarterback i should leave it at that that's ridiculous wilson you know what else is ridiculous is prisco's not here as brinson just mentioned you know it's funny not here because of technical difficulties if i would have power ranked us based on who was most <laughs> likely not to be here uh brinson would be one I would probably be two. Prisco's three. Wilson's four. There's your. I will no be here with the cockroaches right. when the nuclear, uh, <laughs> the nuclear war arrives. <laughs> Always on time. Uh, All right, Wilbur, what's up? So we are going to do Pete's power rank. Sorry, I was texting with Pete. He may join us midstream. <laughs> Who knows? All right, um, fingers crossed. But first, he's we have to doing address. this. He's doing the. He's doing the podcast through text messages that so, he's sending to Brenton. I got um I got I got some notes about this from Sunday's show. <laughs> Ryan Wilson and I don't like each other. It could not be further from the truth. But it's late Sunday night. Uh sometimes we have changes that we need to make. Sometimes sometimes th- sometimes stuff is happening behind the scenes that you guys aren't, aren't aware of. I was really tired on Sunday night. Wilson is leads the Sunday night show and is trying to keep it succinct. And he, and we hate each other. So that's, and Breach is just the innocent kid whose parents are divorcing and doesn't know what to do. That, that's always you. I've, I've known Brent since 2008. We are an old yeah. married couple. So yeah. If you don't, and get I also it, think, get it. Well, also I think that like yeah, exactly. If you, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't get it, you don't get it. But I also think like like you guys need to understand like if you're not reading our draft coverage. This is Wilson is a, Wilson's like NFL. Your draft work could be an entire is like a full time job. 
Like it is your full-time job, but like you also do NFL coverage on Sunday night at midnight. And I, I don't know about anybody else, but we're too old to be like turbo jovial at midnight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's late. I'm not gonna lie. It's late for me. Breaches has the benefit of being an hour to the West. So that helps. That's but, right. Uh, shout out central time zone. <laughs> that's a rare shout out to the central time zone. Yeah. So Sammy, I feel like Sammy's been around. That's a, so that shouldn't be a revelation, but I don't know. I'll, I'll try to be. I, no, I guess, well, I mean, I think, I think I do think that um, I was, I was not my, I was less than jovial on Sunday night. So I apologize for that. I was very tired and we were. That's and, the only what what bet did you lose? I don't know. Uh, we, well, I, I lost a bunch of fantasy games. My picks were bad. We were, you know, we were also like, sort of like trying to tighten up the formatting, keep the show around an hour. The point being is like, Wilson and I are fine. We've we've known each other for, I mean, like we have we've seen <laughs> we've been years. on each other a long time. Yeah, a long, I, I was going to say, yeah, you had hair. Carolina was good at basketball. NC State wasn't. Um, the point being is, don't yeah, that's that's more of a, a one off on Sunday night. We'll be we'll be more jovial to make people think we'll that, do better. Sammy Smith, we'll pretend to like each other. Um, anywho, let's get to the power ranks because Wilson does have. HQ stuff. What we're going to do is we are going to rip through some of Pete's early, some of Pete's power rankings. Maybe he'll join us and then Wilson will bounce and Breach and I are going to do a blind ranking of something at the end. Breach will read five things in order and I have to rank them one through five without knowing what the, the other things are. It'll be fun. You'll check it. Um, do you guys think that Pete bailed on the Niners and Eagles too quickly after their individual losses, he moved them down to four and five, respectively, three spots each. We'll get to the rest of the top five. You can probably guess who they are. Um, but I'm curious, uh, Wilson, do you think this is, I mean, it's not, it's just still top five teams. It's not that big a deal. Actually, let me rephrase this. Which, we talked about this some on some of the Sunday night show, but which of these two teams are you more concerned about moving forward, the 49ers or the Eagles? So uh, I'll repeat what we talked about. I think we all agreed on Sunday night. If there are longish-term concerns with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, it's going to be the 49ers. I think that was just a one-off for the Eagles. Um, I don't think Jalen Hurts is throwing three interceptions every week. Brock Purdy did throw his first interception. The weather was bad. I think they can overcome the losses to those two fantastic players, but I don't think it bodes well for their long-term success. By that, I mean January. I'm okay with the top five breach where Pete has them sorted out. I might <laughs> I might think about moving the Lions higher, uh, but I, I don't have any real issues with how this thing looks. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would be more concerned with the Eagles. Obviously, we talked about the injuries. Assuming all these teams are healthy, I'm more concerned with the Eagles between San Francisco and Philadelphia just because of what Jalen Hurts has looked like. I mean, he has seven interceptions through six games. It's not like he's not – this three-interception game was a one-off. He's been throwing picks all season. He only had six interceptions the entire 2022 season. So he has already topped his last season's total uh, in just six games. So I think that's a little concerning. And if I was Briscoe, I'd probably just keep the 49ers at one because even with everyone injured, I mean, the Browns have the best defense in football. We can probably agree on that. You put Brock Purdy in a situation at the end of the game where he had to drive his team down the field for a game-winning field goal attempt, and he did it against the best defense in football without Debo Samuel, without Christian McCaffrey, and the only reason they lost is because the rookie kicker missed a field goal. So the fact that Purdy did that uh, was pretty impressive. I'm going to use that yeah. joke all the time. Uh so I think I would have kept the 49ers at one. 
Who do you think is more trouble, Brinson? Um, I'm, I'm a little more worried about the Eagles because what we've seen from that passing. So, I mean, like, I, I think there's a pretty direct correlation. And we talked about this a little bit on, on Sunday night, but like the Shane Steichen left Philadelphia as the offensive coordinator and went to Indianapolis. Indianapolis has been is way up in terms of tempo and pass rate over expectation. And Philadelphia is way down in terms of tempo and how they're operating. And and now, like, when we say worried about it, now that stuff can get cleared up. You know, like they can, they can, they can adjust to it. Um, but I think we're seeing some regression from last year's performance by Jalen Hurts. That's okay. Like you, people take regression as this thing where it's like, oh, well, he, you're saying he sucks now. It's like, no, he took such a huge leap last year that when he loses his offensive coordinator and then he loses his all pro, like possible Hall of Fame right tackle at the beginning of this game. And against a really good front seven, you know, you're going to like, you're going to see some steps back and I, you know, they've blown some of these leads. I think the, the Eagles, the Eagles had the easiest schedule in football last year. They didn't, they don't this year. It's really hard. It's about to get harder. So I'm a lot more worried about the Eagles than I am the Niners. Uh, although the Niners, certainly their health issues have been a bugaboo mm. over the last uh, few years. I wanted to look really quick. I was trying to look up DVOA just to see. Wow. Uh, Football Outsiders, now over at ftnfantasy.com. Aaron Schatz has DVA DVA over there. Um, Miami Dolphins, third all-time offensive DVA through through six games behind only the 2000 Rams and the 1999 Washington football team. Uh, Uh, Go ahead, Wilson. I was going to give you a fun fact about the the Dolphins real quick. and Florio tweeted this out for Pro Football Talk. The Dolphins' offense is so far ahead of the rest of the NFL that there's a bigger difference in average yards per play between the number one Dolphins and the number two team than there is between the number two team and the number 32 team. All right. Well, I'm glad that Brinson just pumped up the Dolphins with the DVOA stat. I'm glad you just pumped up the Dolphins with the offensive yardage stat because I'm going to deflate the Dolphins. Harry's never going to let me on the podcast again after I say this. Uh, here's what I'll say about the Dolphins. The Dolphins, obviously, 5-1 and one offense looks awesome. They have beaten five teams this year that have a combined record of 5-24. and 5-24. They have played one team with a winning record. They lost that game by four touchdowns. So my question is, is there any concern about the Dolphins playing good teams? And if someone came up to you and gave you $40,000 and said, you get to bet $10,000 on each of these five and one teams, but you have to leave one out that you don't trust. Uh, which one to win the Super Bowl? Which one of these five teams can you just are keep you not the, dropping? Can you just keep the $40,000? <laughs> you cannot. It is, it, it's, it's in uh, credits. It's in gambling uh, $40, credits. $40,000 in like, uh, are we going to say what? FanDuel credits? Yeah, FanDuel uh, credits. Right, no, it's, uh, in the, it's in the NFTs that you have. Right. <laughs> That's actually the source of me and Wilson's. <laughs> I was ahead of the curve on that one. Wilson Let's lost not all talk about it. Moving along. All right, ahead, no one wants to talk about these effing NFTs. So the, no, uh, the Super Bowl odds. The question is, which team are you not betting 10K on because you don't trust them to win a Super Bowl? Um, so I get the Niners, Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins, and Lions? Yes. The top five in Prisco's power rankings. Based on... The uh, and it's uh, I get the odds that they're currently at right. Yes. Whatever you think, it's up to you. The well, I'm odds. saying the Niners, the Niners, at, the Niners at plus four thirty. I'm are in for sure. Uh, the Chiefs at five to one. 
might put might be in twice. I mean, the Chiefs at five. Chiefs, Chiefs are fine. Their defense looks really good. The offense will get going. I'm fine. I, I tell you, I've been telling you all for a week, like since Sunday. Like I cannot get this vision of a Dolphins Lions Super Bowl out of my head. Aesthetically pleasing for sure. For shark, like you're talking about two teams. Like, though it's a dolphin, not really a shark. But you get the point. Like, like the like the those two colors in the Super Bowl in Vegas. Like, I, I don't know. Kind of, I kind of like the idea aesthetically. Um, so I'm going to toss the Eagles out. Ooh, Wilson. Who that, you that gives about? me. That gives me. By the way, that gives me two NFC and two AFC teams. So, hey, can I put more than ten thousand dollars on one team? No, I got to split up. 10, dolphin, 10 definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know why Breach hates the Dolphins. I mean, that team beat Mac Jones, so they're automatically probably going to the Super Bowl. I didn't uh, say hate the Dolphins. I was just pointing out what their schedule has been so far, and they played one. Producer good team Harry just texted me, and he said, "Why does Breach hate the Dolphins?" <laughs> question mark. And I said, "I don't know. He's a terrible person." I think I'm actually. You sort of talked me into it. The both of you a few minutes ago with the concerns around the Eagles, and it's less about. It's more about Brian Johnson replacing Shane Steichen than it is about the, the Eagles offensively or defensively in the field. So maybe I'm leaving. I can't believe I'm saying that with the Lions staring me in the face, but they've been so much fun. Yeah, I think I, the Eagles are the odd team out. You guys are both taking the Eagles? Oh, so. man, I can't take the Eagles. Uh, I brought up this exercise with the Dolphins just questioning their credentials, but I think you guys both make good points on the – Eagles. Way, uh, Philly, Philly obviously has the Dolphins this week at Washington versus the Cowboys before their week 10 bye. And then it gets a little dicey at Chiefs versus Bills versus Niners at Cowboys for the Eagles. Like, this is a spot where the Eagles at five and one probably go two and one with the Cowboys at home going to the bye. So they're what, seven and two. How do they perform on those four games coming? I mean, this is like the four of the six best four of the seven best teams in football coming out of the bye. Like, I mean, they could go one and three in that spot. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying like the Eagles just lost to the Jets. They've, they've cut it close with some of these teams. They've dominated some of these games. It's, it wouldn't shock me if the Eagles were suddenly kind of in a, in a wild card, like a, like in a dogfight for a playoff spot as one of those wild cards. Yeah. If the Cowboys based searching. on what we know through six weeks. And again, what you just said probably can change and, 100 hours just because that's how this league works. But let's say it's week 18, Brinson and Breach. <laughs> Again, we're at the neutral field. Eagles are playing the Cowboys for the right, for the, let's just say for the source of conversation, just for the final wild card spot. Maybe Washington gets hot and wins the division. Who are you taking? Cowboys versus Eagles, week 18, neutral field, has to win the game to go to the playoffs. Oh, I'm still Breach bot. Really? I think I'm taking the Cowboys. Yikes. I'm taking the Eagles. Okay. All right. I'll tell you what. Well, hold on. Let me get my top five team. I, okay. I, you guys, did, I'll do it real quick. Uh, the, I think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. I think they're probably going to win the AFC East. But if I'm just talking Ooh. about the Ooh. money to win the Super Bowl, the team that probably scares me the most is also the Dolphins. They are the one team on this list that I think really needs to get home field advantage. Because if you look at the high-flying offenses in NFL history, whether that's the greatest show on turf Rams, whether that's Peyton Manning's Colts, those teams played indoors. So you get home field advantage, you're playing indoors, that doesn't slow down your offense. If the Dolphins have to go to Buffalo in January, I mean, we saw them do it last season. They kept it close, but they still lost. So these offenses that are high-scoring and high-flying and put up huge numbers tend to not put up as big numbers when the weather gets colder. 
The Dolphins don't really have any cold weather games this year. I think they play at Baltimore in week 17. Uh, who knows if that will be cold, but three, four of their last five games are in Miami, which is just insane that the NFL uh, basically has them in Florida for four of their five final games. So I think the Dolphins playing in January out of Miami, whether it's in Kansas City or Buffalo, maybe even Cincinnati, wow. uh, that would be concerning Agreed. to me. Did you see Harry's note to shut up so we can bring Pete on? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, Breach. Uh, November 24th. Is that a – why is that game at 3 p.m.? Oh, it's Black Friday. Black Friday. Oh, oh, was like, what the hell is that game at 3 p.m.? I was like, that sounds like Thanksgiving. Um, so the Black Friday is at, uh, at the Jets. Could be cold there. Um, at Washington the following week. I mean, you know, you never know if DC could be a little chilly, but then you're right. Three straight home games at the Ravens on December on New Year's Eve, and then the Bills at home in the final week of the season. That sets up really well for the Dolphins to, to close strong and maybe even win that division. Speaking of setups, Pete's finally got his working. He's texted me and said, Tell Brisha, shut up. He's an idiot. So we're gonna take a break and when we come back, we'll bring the Padre, the Pequeño Padre, the Power Rankings, the one, the only Pete Pritchard on next. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. Right, look at that. The Marvin Mo Mar Mar modern marvel of technology. Pete Prisco, what's up, buddy? By the way, I had nothing to do with that. So uh, I, don't, I have no idea what they're doing. I just sit here. Why did, why did he, I, I didn't think at this point in your career. I didn't think at this point in your career they jam you in a closet. <laughs> well, you do know that... Um, they're redoing the studios here. Oh, I know, I know, I know. They're, yeah, the CBS Sports redoing the, the studio. Pete is in a uh, – are you on your laptop, or is this like a computer they're using in there? It's one of their computers, and uh, and everything that uh, they did, Janita fixed it. And even though during the course of that, Ryan's texting saying, how many Tell old Janita men she's does, a narc. Tell Janita many she's a narc. do you need Everyone to have on? I mean, how many people do you need to get that old man on? That's what he said. <laughs> I saw it, Ryan. You think um, Janita told he had a knife in my throat, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the live on YouTube. All right, Pete. We'll uh, we'll get to we'll get to. We already talked about the top five. Um, Breach, actually, do you want him to answer your question on the five and one teams, Pete? Uh, gotta, yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. You got to leave. You got to leave one five and one team out of the. Yeah, Breach, Breach posited you get forty thousand dollars. You got to bet ten thousand dollars on each team, which you could have to pick one team you're not betting on to win the Super Bowl. Which five and one team are you? You don't out? trust them. Oh, okay. Let me think. It's Niners, Chiefs, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eagles. He knows, he knows his top five, Princeton. Dolphins and Lions. I'm just and we can't tell you what we said until you answer. I'm probably going to say 
of the the Niners will be there because I picked them to win the Super Bowl, so they're going to be there. They'll be healthy. The Eagles will be around. They haven't played well, but they'll be around. I'd go yeah. with. I'm probably going to go with the Lions. You're yeah. cutting the Lions. Wow. Who did you guys cut? I cut the Eagles. Eagles. And who'd you say, Breach? I cut the Dolphins. Dolphins. It, it, mine was between, and I don't want to get the Dolphin Colt all mad at me again, but mine was between Miami and Detroit. You know that but producer Harry's a Dolphins fan, right? I think San Francisco and and the Eagles are better than the Lions. I cut the Lions. Yeah, and I fair think enough. No, nah, I think so. They're, the Dolphins are, I mean, the, the Lions are playing better, at least last week. Yeah, the Eagles aren't playing well. Jalen Hurts yeah. is not playing well. I think the I think the Lions are better than the Eagles. And if the Niners aren't healthy, I think I think I think you can make the case that the Lions are the best team in football. You I could beat the Chiefs. Uh, you know what? Yeah, to that point, Brent, and Chris Jones, stop it. The Lions are the only team in Prisco's top five that have a victory over a team in Prisco's top five. Chris Jones wasn't also, there. Stop it. There are also only two teams, and this has been like a thing where. Um, you can, you can like go back in, in history and look and like, and I know Pete doesn't like it, the nerd stats or whatever, but DVOA, uh, if you, have, if you have a top five defense and a top five offense by DVOA, that is usually, I mean, you know, it's usually indicative of a team that has a good chance of making a strong or a deep run to the, in the playoffs. Um, there are only two teams that have that. The Niners rank second on offense. Obviously Miami is first and fifth in defense, the Lions fourth on offense and third. Mm. In defense, Wait, what's Miami's defense twenty seventh by DVOA. Yeah, they're terrible defense. Yeah, they're terrible. not great. Uh, KC yeah, six and nine. Miami's schedule is a joke so far. Except that's what Breach said earlier. KC six on offense, ninth on defense, and then the other team that's hanging around there, of course, the Buffalo Bills, third on offense, six on defense. But buddy, they did not look great against the Giants, and you still moved them up two spots, Pete. Like oh, which, which teams behind them should be ahead of them? The Ravens? Stop it. The Browns? They didn't look good either. <laughs> I don't think the Browns. The no, Bengals are too the high. Ravens we can talk about that in a second. The Ravens lose to the Steelers two weeks ago. Yeah, but that's because no one could catch a pass. Well, but, well, I mean, they did. Yeah, maybe there's only – I would only argue with the, the Ravens. And then, I, you know, I think probably um, the Bills win, win that matchup 65% of the time. All right. Should I'm, Jacksonville okay, be ahead of Dallas? I I give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit and Dak a lot of credit. They they won on a big stage. Now they played a team that refuses to win football games. I get that, but whatever. They went to LA. They played no, they well. Win fo- they, they they refuse to do things the right way. That's the problem with that team. <laughs> well, they both but both teams failed on the fourth and one. But is that what you mean? Yeah. But why does he keep doing that? I don't know. He, you can't kick. You tie the game. Justin tie Herbert game. didn't play well either. No, he didn't. But tie the yeah. game. Fair enough. No, I, I think the Bills are right, and I think the Cowboys deserve to be there, and I think the Jaguars are right in that mix as well. I think that I don't have a lot to complain about with that. I think the Bengals are too high, but everything else I think is okay. That's this, is a big, this is a big proving week in a lot of ways, though. I mean, you look around the league. Look at the, ske- the schedule this week. We're going to find out Dolphins or Eagles. Uh, who else? The, the, the Ravens play the Lions. The Lions are playing consecutive road games, which is never easy. Raiders, the Raiders and the Bears. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, Raiders and Bears, um, Char- Chargers what, and Chiefs. Yeah, Chargers and Chiefs. I mean, there there's some good games this week, and and you know, Jacksonville's got a short week to go play at New Orleans. That's a tough game for them. It is. Yeah. That um. Yeah, Bills. 
I think we were we got a little feisty on Sunday night talking about the Bills. Like I, I do worry about the health of the defense. Like that's that's a concern for sure. Well, and Von Miller's not Von Miller yet. Yeah, he'll get there though. I mean, like he's he's. I mean, yeah, he's there's gonna, a reason they the reason they put him on the PUP. Not having Daquan Jones is enormous for them. You know, the, everybody talks about Milano and Davius White. Daquan Jones was playing great for them and, and could stop the run. That that's always been a problem. The same problem for Buffalo always seems to show up: stopping the run and running it. And you know they got to be able to do that. Hey, Pete, what about at fifteen? You have the Jets. I mean, huge win. I actually talked about this on Sunday night. I thought Zach, look, man, Zach Wilson did his job. He didn't make mistakes. That defense is really good. Didn't have their starting cornerbacks. I don't necessarily hate this. I actually think they're better than the Bengals right now in terms of the way they no, played to this point. Down the stretch, things will change. But how did you get to 15 with, with this team? Somehow ahead of my I mean, Houston I'm, Texans. I'm, I, th- I love their defense. And, you know, I always argue with Leger. I say you think they're the 85 Bears. They're not the 85 Bears, but they're really good. They beat up Bryce a good, Huff. They beat up a good offensive line. Although when Lane Johnson went out, that kind of changed the feel of that game. And it's a different defense. I mean, a different offensive line. One thing about Jalen Hurts, he got sped up in a big way. He was starting to see little ghosts and move out of clean pockets. And Ryan knows how much when I watch quarterbacks, I hate guys who leave clean pockets. Stay there, stay there, stay there. You don't need to run for five yards when you can throw one for 33. Um, so stay in the pocket. But he started leaving early, and that, that bothers me. And, and so that's a concern with that team. But as far as the Jets, that defense can get after it. You don't have your starting corners. I mean, think about that. You how did many not games does this Jets team win? What's that? How many games did the Jets win? Nine. Mm. Eight, nine. Okay. That's, a, that's considered Jack a good Wilson? season then. Yeah. You know what? Quincy Williams, by the way, I'm going to give Quincy Williams a lot of credit. He's playing unbelievable football at linebacker. Yeah. It, it's not Mosley. It's Quincy Williams who's playing the best linebacker for that team. And when you look at him, Jacksonville cut that kid. Mm. Let him go. Let him walk out the took door. Him the third round. I think it took him pretty high too. Yeah, and he was a. They didn't give him a chance. He got hurt. He got dinged up, and they let him out the door. Dumb. Prisco, let me ask you this about the Jets. Uh, Robert Saul was on Good Morning Football, I think, this morning, Tuesday morning, and he seems pretty convinced that Aaron Rodgers might be able to return at some point this season. He said they're going to leave the door open. Rodgers wants to prove all the doubters wrong. Let me ask you this though: If you're running the Jets and you are paying all this money to Aaron Rodgers, are you rushing him back to save your season, knowing that he is a 39-year-old? playing on uh, after doing a experimental surgery and would come back in three months after a surgically repaired Achilles. Uh, would you let him play on that that quickly or would you be more worried about next season? If he's cleared, you play. If he's cleared, he plays. If he can play, he plays. What if he's not clear, but he wants to play? If he's not cleared, he wants to play, you don't play. And he wants to play. You don't play him. That's not his decision. But I mean, like, I, I, but like let's say and you that's win. That's like the opposite of the Deshaun Watson situation. He was cleared and he didn't want to play. Right. What? Okay. I mean, the earliest we think that, we'll, that I, mean, I think this is a bunch of poppycock nonsense, malarkey, if you will. Um, like, it's crazy to come back from Achilles injury and try to play. What happens if he comes back? He's worse than Zach Wilson. He well, brings, if he, puts he comes back, back in. the Achilles injury and hurts it again or hurts something else because of that. They will be then, torched. And then he's retiring. Right. But if so you get to in his mind, do you make if you're close? Is it worth trying make, to make the playoff run knowing that like next year you could just get hurt again? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so if they're if they're in the mixed, if if they were in the playoffs and he'd come back for the postseason and he's close and he's cleared, why wouldn't he come back? 
Well, and here's the crazy thing, though, is that the, the unofficial record for fastest return from an Achilles injury, an Achilles tear for an NFL player was Cam Akers when he tore it just before training camp, uh, I think in July 2021. He came back and played this in December. So that was roughly six months that a player came back. Usually that knocks you out a whole year. That's kind of what it had been. If Rodgers is playing in January, that's four months. I mean, that is, geez, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be. I'd be a little and, worried you know, if I was I, the front office. Rogers, Rogers went out there the other day and started throwing passes on the sideline so everybody could see him. He wasn't mm -hmm. moving. I mean, he wasn't moving around. It was just, that's all his psycho psychological warfare. That's all that is. He's such for a who? he's against the front himself. office like himself. What'd you say? Also, it's like I mean, like, dude, a 39-year-old quarterback with a bad Achilles. Like surgically repaired Achilles buying a bad offensive line coming back to try and like win in January. Not really like a great recipe for success. Playing on the worst turf in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, but if other than that. He's cleared, you play. How is the play? This is, this is play? If, 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 if he's medically cleared, why wouldn't you not play? I sort of agree with Pete because who knows what next year holds. He gets hurt right. in training. Who knows? I, I mean, he's not 22. Like the RG3 situation where it seemed, and Pete, you can correct me, but it, it felt like he talked his way into Mike Shanahan playing him in that playoff game, and then it went downhill from there. He was That was rookie season. Like this is year 20. Yeah. Go out there. If you want to play, go out there. Right. I mean, if, you're, if they think this team can make a Super Bowl push, and he gets back in there, then you play. So if there is nine clear. wins in late December, and at that point, don't you, you can't you're like, hey Zach, thanks for the thanks for thanks for all the work. You're benched. Well, yes. which guy, guy gives you the best Rogers chance to win a Super Bowl? Medically, and he can throw, and you put him in practice, you can see he can do everything. He plays. I think so. Yeah, that's easy. Okay, you you the side on the why do you want to keep him on the sideline so bad? <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum. The Buccaneers dropped 14 spots. Bucs have beaten some bad teams. They're probably the best team in the NFC South. But, man, the Lions and the Eagles manhandled them, Pete. What uh, – oh, they dropped eight spots. Excuse me. Two number 14. Two number 14. It's, it just seemed impossible that you could have had the Buccaneers at number six because that would be stupid. And I'm sure we would have told you that last week, which we did. Now they're down to 14, eight spots. Um, well, they were in the game with your Super Bowl contending Lions, the greatest team in the world. I mean, if they don't let Jamison Williams loose for a, that play down the sideline, they're right in the game, and they didn't even play that well. What are you talking about? They, you're, mean, the you the Lions, him, you're the one who dropped him eight spots. You're your biggest faller. Oh, convenient. <laughs> That's what Pete does he when he doesn't answer button. the question. He freezes. Look at this. Were they not Old, right there with the Lions on Sunday? In that froze game, for a second, Pete. What'd you say? I don't. I don't really think they're like they right there. The I mean, in that game, before yeah. the Jamison Williams play, I will what, say that at no point that I think the Buccaneers are winning this game. That's one of those where you watch it and it, it, you just there's no way the other team's winning. It's just it was the a Lions close were, game. The Lions were better, but at one point before the Jamison Williams touchdown, it was 10-6. That's true. That is true. That's true. The Buccaneers offense against the good defense. Bad division, by the way. The division's terrible. It's not great. Carolina's awful. Atlanta's, you know, Ritter was back to being Desmond Ritter last week. He was awful. The the Saints, Derek Carr, what was the end of the game for Derek Carr the other day? He threw five, four passes to the sideline. They were all looked like they were helium balloons. I don't think he's hey, healthy. 
let me ask you this, because we've talked about this Sunday night as well. And I know you love playing rookie or young quarterbacks. Brinson sticks with Desmond Ritter. Breach and I were on the Heineke train. Where are you? I'd stick with Desmond Ritter. Why? Heineke. What's Heineke going to do? He yeah. stinks. He's not going to have three interceptions in two minutes to lose the game at the very end of the, the football game. Well, the delay a game penalty in the goal line. Who's that, that on? Arthur. That's on Arthur Smith. It's not he on was the under quarterback. Center? It's on Arthur Maybe Smith. a veteran QB doesn't take that penalty. Does Arthur yeah, Smith maybe. need to give up play calling? No. What do you think about Frank Wright giving up play calling? It, what does that solve? Nothing. <laughs> got the same guy. Shuffling, reshuffling deck chairs on the Titanic. Do you get? Do you get? Anna, do you get? Anna Bob Brinson stop texting me. <laughs> like did my mom and dad stop texting me about it. Admitting they made a mistake drafting Bryce Young. I think they made a mistake trading up to draft Bryce Young. That I agree with. The Bryce Young thing, I'm fine with. Now, the thing that... Well, of course you are. You're like Rick Spielman. You go down with the ship. You're never going to admit you're wrong. He played better this week. But here's the thing. Um, Stephen Holder, ESPN, covers the Colts, covered Frank Reich in Indianapolis. He tweeted this out last week that it was a well-known secret uh, that Tepper, the owner, wanted Bryce. The team did not. So, I mean, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but whatever. The, the point I had is heard now some that, of that leading up to the draft process. So maybe... It's not Frank's guy. It's not Thomas Brown's guy. It's not Josh McCown's guy. You still got to play with what you got. And Bryce ain't the reason this team is not very good. I mean, well, he ain't uh, helping. No, no. The defense is terrible, too. After we thought it looked like it was going to be good on paper, and they're ter- they're bad on defense. They don't have any speed outside. The offensive line isn't good. And the running game is non-existent. Other than that, go ahead, Bryce Young. Go win some games. But uh, it's he a tough isn't spot. playing well either, though. Well, and, and the one thing that – to the Bryce Young thing real quick is that I, I dropped a video in Slack a while ago. Brenton, I know you saw it. it was with the interview with Frank Reich, and it was a week or two ago, and they were asking about his relationship with Tepper, and oh, yeah. he was not so subtly. Uh, it really felt like he was saying, I'm playing with a guy, a quarterback that I didn't necessarily choose. He didn't come out and directly say it, uh, but it does feel like Reich had a different preference than Tepper. And if you're not getting along with your owner, the ship's already sinking. Like, what are yep. we doing here? The question is, which quarterback would they have taken? CJ, I think. Hmm. Here's the thing. Any other quarterback playing any better than Bryce not in that with that team around him? CJ Probably Stroud. not. I mean, it, yeah. look, it, it, Bryce Young, Bryce Young will end up being a, a good, solid quarterback. He's never going to be the superstar that Rick Spielman or you made him out to be. And he shouldn't have been the first pick in the draft. He's too little. We'll sure, he, uh, he should not have been Trade someone that the Panthers gave up a 20. The Panthers did what teams often do in these spots. They overproject what they think they can be the following year without taking in consideration injury, um, like assuming that you can get the most out of a quarter, a, a rookie quarterback. Like Peyton Manning and Troy Aikman were, I mean, notably like terrible quarterbacks. They're not terrible quarterbacks, but like lots of quarterbacks have struggled the first good. year. Yeah, they right. weren't good. Yeah, like, but th- that's why you don't, like people are like, well, the well, look at the Chiefs. They traded up to get Mahomes. It's like they traded up to 10. And they knew that they had a good football team because they had Alex Smith in place. The Bills traded up to get Josh Allen. They didn't trade to one. They traded what? Was it Allen 10 to? Is he 10? Like eighth or something like that. Whatever. They traded up to get Allen and they knew that they had a decent, you know, basis in place and that they also, you know, they weren't going to give up the next year's. Like the Panthers are going to give up the first overall pick next year. It's insane. Well, here's the other thing. Everybody, you know, in Chicago sitting there, they're probably going to have the first, and they could have the first and second first and second overall pick, and they're going to, they could have a quarterback. But everybody's sitting there saying all week, oh, wow, you know, they got a generational guy out in USC, and then you got the guy at North Carolina. They're in the next great stars league. Last week, neither one of them looked like it. Mays, I'll tell you what, Mays been pretty good the last two weeks. This is he got Tez Walker back. Much better. Uh, He's been better. 
Yeah. I don't know. He, like he, I, he, I, I see a lot of people jumping off the May bandwagon. I'm curious. What do you guys think about him? What about Caleb Williams? He was terrible last week. Three that was the first thing. quarter. Did you go back and watch the Arizona game? No, Ryan? I went back and watched the last week's game, and I watched the UNC game against the, the U. And, and Drake May is running for his life a lot. Caleb Williams played. He could not have played worse in the first half. I give him credit for playing better in the second. Like He didn't quit. I give him credit for that. But it wasn't great. I'm going to go back and watch the Arizona game first half. Arizona's a good football team. I mean, is he a generational quarterback? He He's does special. Some- he does some crazy stuff, though. He does now. do crazy stuff, but he's special. Uh, is he special if he's playing for the Bears? No. Okay. <laughs> he's well, just- that's the thing. Like Patrick Mahomes ain't two Super Bowls and two MVPs and two Super Bowl MVPs into his career if he got drafted first or second by Chicago. <laughs> you and know? I think, like, Pete, you will agree that Caleb is better now than Patrick was coming out of Texas Tech. Mm, I mean, more he's refined. A college, he's a, a more productive college player, so yeah. I, you know how I felt about Patrick Mahomes coming out. Come on, that, that yeah, you called you called him a you called him a risk worth taking. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You, Mahomes is your number one quarterback. That is for Mahomes sure. and I, Allen, were my two guys coming out. I mean, I, 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 I remember sitting Matt Jones. No, that was your guy, <laughs> Christian Ponder. Christian Ponder, I, I take full accountability on. I, <laughs> I, I will, I will, I will give you. Okay, I hate doing this. I'll give you credit, Pete. I remember. Sitting because it was the Houston Super Bowl, right? When Mahomes got drafted, it was after that because it was when it, New England be- came back against Atlanta, right? Yeah, and Mahomes, so. Mahomes came by with uh, Lee Steinberg and maybe like Chris Cabot, like two, his two agents at the time. Yeah, and he came walking up. You go, that's my guy. He's the guy. Oh, this guy. I'm telling you, this kid. He's the guy. You had that little look in your face, well, and you're right. Him. He's the guy. Patrick Mahomes, pretty good. All right. Wilson and Pete have some video responsibilities. Pete wishes he could hang out in that podcast room and talk to us all day instead of it's great. It's like a little this is where Brady and them are going to be tomorrow. So get used to it. Brady and Dudes are going to be in that room together. Or they're in separate I rooms. So. I think I they're in separate rooms. It. It'll be a scene, man. It'll be a scene. All right. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Say goodbye to Wilson. Bye, Wilson. Love you. Bye, Wilson. <laughs> Say bye you. to Pete. Bye, Pete. Appreciate See it. Don't you. hang up yet, Pete. Just sit there for a second. When we come back, reach out a blind rank something next. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying The Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for The Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Uh, look, got to give uh, credit here to producer Harry. And by the way, Pete, Pete finally figured out how to exit StreamYard like like three seconds ago. It's amazing. Uh, got to give a shout out to producer Harry. Very nice job. We had, I mean, just because of the construction that's going on at the studio in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and the fact that we are navigating some technical difficulties to get in and out of that with Pete for a full segment, Wilson out. I mean, you know, a bunch of different... Uh, Lots of different pieces, moving pieces, and, and handled it very well. So good job by Harry. John Breach and I are now going to – actually, my computer just died. So I can no longer look at the rundown with the blind rankings. Um, 
nor could I, like, if I wanted to Slack chat, if I wanted to text you, Breach, and say, hey, give me the rankings ahead of time, I wouldn't be able to text right now, nor would I be able to uh, Slack anybody. So just be aware of that, that my computer just died. And but- I wouldn't see your text because I have you blocked. And also, it's funny, Harry's barely a month into his job. We're just throwing everything at him. We're throwing you- everything. I know, I know. Harry's, Harry's gotten the full thing. Wait, you blocked my number? What kind of sicko would yeah, block after, my number? After you, and, after you and Wilson got in a spat on Sunday night, uh, he texted me and said, you got to block Brinson's number. So you're blocked. Uh, if, no, you block, just- if you blocked my telephone number, you're dead to me, buddy. <laughs> Um, I had to bring the show full circle because now that I'm doing the blind ranking for Brenton, last time, what did we rank? We ranked NFL home field advantages. Yeah, Brenton, uh, something like you that. You did know. the blind, blind ranking with me. This time, I am doing it with you in honor of Tyree Kill uh, doing his phone celebration, which was pretty wild. He's going to get fined for it, but I loved it. You loved it. It was awesome. Uh, we're going to blindly rank some of the best TD celebrations in NFL history. Uh, remember, I am just going to get Brenton has no idea what I'm about to give him. He is going to blindly rank these from one through five. Brenton, we are starting off with Joe Horn using the cell phone to call his mom. Where is that on the one through five list? Mm. So your theory on this is really is really sound that no, you take the first one and you and no, no, I'm, I'm giving you credit for the theory that okay. when you do these blind rankings, you take the first one, you slot it at three. That gives you some flexibility on both ends, um, so you can say, "All right, that's one and two. That's three and four. Like, you know, you, you don't, you don't, you don't jam yourself into like putting like you, you know, like somebody gives you a quarterback and they're like Josh Allen, or no, they're like uh, two or Justin Herbert. You don't say one because you know Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen are coming at some point. Um, but I got to be honest. I love the Joe Horn celebrate the cell phone celebration. Joe Horn, who not a, certainly not a hall. By the way, his son, his kid is in college football now. Kids not in the NFL, is he? There's a Joe Horn Jr. playing somewhere, and I can't remember what he, where he plays. But um, I was watching him play the other day. Probably beat NC State or something. But um, he's at Missouri Horn, Western State. Oh, okay, hmm. Joe Horn went and hid a cell phone. In the goalpost before the game, knowing that he would score a touchdown, betting on himself to score a touchdown. He did score a touchdown and he pulled the cell phone out and he made a cell phone call. And this was like, this isn't like an iPhone. This is like, like a, like a fold out phone. Like, it's like, like a, like it wasn't like he like pulled out like a, you know, a, like, it's like, Oh, look, a phone, a camera phone. Like everyone in the stands has camera phones. He pulled out and a, like a phone before, like, Cell phones were like like a ubiquitous thing. So I'm going to move Joe Horn up to number two. Ooh, and and uh, to clear this up, the cell phone celebration was in 2003, so the smartphone was not invented. This is Motorola. This, this is Zach Morris' phone. Uh, we're almost back that far. You either had the tiniest phone ever back then, or you had a big clunker. Uh, I was that's in, back I was in, in I was in college then, and um, I remember. I think it was like a, was it Sunday night or Monday night? Uh, I do not remember I'm pretty that. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was definitely a primetime game. I, I want to say it was a Monday night game. Could have been Sunday night. Regardless, I know where I was watching it. I didn't have a cell phone at the time because I'm old, allegedly. But I was definitely watching it at Crowley's in Raleigh because they had 10-cent wings on Monday nights. Um, I'm sure there are like some young, I'm sure like our group of friends was, were terrorizing some younger like children out with their families. Like, I mean, it's just how it worked. It's Crowley's old favorites. RIP to that incredible restaurant and bar. Moving on. 
And, and Brentson with a fantastic memory. It was a Sunday night game. There you go. Uh, so good job. Good on you, Brenton. All right. So we have that at number two, the Joe Horn cell phone celebration for the saints. All right. Your next one, Randy Moss moons the crowd at Lambeau field. So you can't mention this celebration without also incorporating, uh, Joe, the, what a disgusting act, Joe Buck. Who really probably? What year was this? Like two thousand four, maybe? Yeah, sounds right. It's early two thousands. This is celebrations are nothing. I mean, Tyree Kill flipping with a recording himself doing a flip is an incredible selfie touchdown celebration. But like the stuff that these guys did in the halcyon days of NFL wide receivers and celebrations was just incredible. Um, so. Randy Moss scores a touchdown at Lambeau Field. It's snowy. He fakes pulling his pants down. It was in the playoffs. It was in the playoffs. Playoffs, too. And he sh- it was on Fox, obviously, because Joe Buck was calling it. And he's shaking his he's like shaking his butt like, like he's Ned Flanders going like, it's like, <laughs> we're nothing at all. Nothing at all. And Joe Buck gets so irate. He's like, what a disgusting act. Um, and I think that plus uh, uh, Joe Buck and Tim McCarver calling uh, Pedro Martinez when he when he threw Don Zimmer to the ground, like everyone was like, Joe Buck's such a prude. And as it turns out, Joe Buck's actually awesome, and I really enjoy Joe Buck. I didn't like him for a long time because of those things. Um, I will slot Randy Moss mooning the Lambeau Field crowd at number four. Number four. Ooh, so not a big fan of getting mooned, Brenton. I get it. I love it. I love it. It's just like a. It's you it love was, getting mooned. It was a, well. It depends on who's mooning me. I think you know. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one, which might be my favorite touchdown celebration in NFL history. So I'm guessing Brinton already knows what it is. It's the Icky Shuffle. Oh, that's a good one. I was expecting a different Bengals one. I was expecting a Chad Johnson. Um, what did Chad, John- Chad Johnson have the pom-poms? I mean, Ocho Cinco. He, he, he did the river dance. I mean, he, he had a bunch of all-time Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco was the, a, cheerleader. A, a thought leader in the, in the, in the Ocho Cinco, Terrell Owens. Just that this is the ultimate diva group of wide receivers from like the 90 or late nineties, early two thousands. God, what a time to be alive. Um, if you were like a little kid who couldn't enjoy it, I'm sorry because it was, it was truly amazing. Uh, I'll put the, the Icky Shuffle. Shuffle was kind of the original, the original it's yeah. the OG of uh touchdown celebrations. I mean, it's, it's so original. That the Bengals like brought, didn't Joe Mixon bring it back recently? Icky Woods was at the Super Bowl and he kicked off the game before yeah. it went live on television. I think they, they might have showed it on the pregame, but they definitely at the game, he was on the big screen. They said, all right, Bengals fans. And then Icky did the shuffle and so, then they introduced the Bengals. So I don't want to like, I don't want to hurt your feelings here, but I'm going to uh, put it at number five. I'm going to put it at number five. This ranking's horrible. I'm already over it. <laughs> I'm done. All right, let's go to the next one. Oh, this is, oh, uh, this is an interesting one, Brenton. Uh, you only have one and three left, so keep that in mind. Uh, oh the next one up is just the old-fashioned touchdown spike. This was first done by Homer oh, Jones for the Giants in oh, 1965. No. Okay, so in full disclosure, 1965, I wasn't alive despite uh, some allegations by various people that I was alive then. That's but not you've true. You've seen plenty of touchdown spikes. I've seen plenty I'm, of touchdown I'm, spikes, yes. Um I probably would have gone with this at number five, but the fact that it was like or, or invented the touchdown spike, pretty strong. So do we give it credit for like the, I mean, like it's basically the touchdown celebration when somebody gets in the end zone, they don't know what they want to do. They just like look around and then spike it. 
Um, I'll go three here for the touchdown spike. Uh, you had to because you knew you couldn't put it at one. Yeah. And our final one is the Deion Sanders primetime dance. Yes. I'm fine putting Deion at number one. What a time to have Deion at number one. Um, you got to remember, like, I wasn't like a Falcons fan growing up, but I was a Braves fan. And I kind of rooted for the Falcons because of Dion. I love Dion. Love everything about Dion. I heard my buddy Zeke tried to tell me the story, and I don't know if this is true or not. He told, tried to tell me the story two weeks ago that Dion changed the spelling of his name when people tried to call him Neon because he didn't want to be Neon Dion. And he changed it to D E I O N. I there's no way this is true. I was like Zeke, what are you talking about? And that Dion he was D E O N. And he was called Neon Dion, and people were, he didn't want to be Dion. He wanted to be Prime. So he changed it to D-E-I-O-N so people could no longer rhyme it with Neon. Do you believe that or no? I, I do not believe that. I feel like that's 0% true. Uh, I mean, he was prime time, and then now it's gotten shortened to prime as he's gotten older. Uh, but, you know, I was also a huge Dion he fan. Played, as- he played in a, in a NFL, game, NFL playoff game in a World Series game in the same day. Which, uh, well... Uh, Regular, NFL, season, regular NFL season game, game. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and playoff game. But as a youngling, I was a huge Reds fan, and Dion had that stint yep. with the Reds. And so watching him play uh, baseball a few times in Cincinnati was awesome. So yeah, Dion could do anything. So I, I think you win by having Dion the top. You lose by having Icky Shuffle at the bottom. Give you a B, Brenton. A B? Okay. I would have uh, probably gone Spike at five and Icky Shuffle at three if I could redo it. Um, I am glad. I am glad to put Joe Horn at number two. Though would have actually put Joe Horn at number one. I think if I could redo it, I think it's it's pretty solid. It's a solid list. B. I'll take a B. B is for Brinson. B is for bye 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 <laughs> bye bye bye. Yeah, that was uh. B is for Brittany. That's enough. Of this. And B All is right. for Lance Bass, who was at the uh, Chargers <laughs> game on Monday night. Did you see him? And he had the sign that said, "I'm not Taylor Swift." <laughs> no, that's hilarious. Who do we run into? Nick, uh, who do we see at um, the Super Bowl? You big time me to go to uh, uh, Nick, Nick Lachey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, what, what Super Bowl was that? I thought he was a Bengals fan. That was Chiefs uh, 49. That was the last, yeah, that was the, that was the pre-pandemic Super Bowl. Yes. You yes. and I were like wandering around like in the stadium and you were like, oh my God, it's Nick Lachey. And then you, then you got locked out of the press box for like the second time in three years. That's, and that's I had to it. save the Super Bowl once again. It well, is so, the greatest tradition in the Super Bowl. What is? A tradition unlike any other is me Rich, getting oh, locked right, me, me saving the Super Bowl. What I is. did save the Super Bowl one year, though, didn't I? I think so. And it's oh, all fuzzy. that's what it's I thought. All fuzzy. It's been so that, it is all fuzzy. Uh, that'll do it for us. We were throwing axes with Brady Quinn at 4 in the morning, as far as you know. Um, it was Ireland time, though. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, for Wilson, for Prisco, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys tomorrow. Speaking of Brady Quinn, he'll be back with me, him, and Deuce. Of course, pick show on Thursday. Make sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review. See you guys later.